0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of Booch Please podcast. It is your girl and your host, Corinne, here. Thank you so much for joining me for this very first one. It feels very special. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I work as a nutritionist, and I've been a nutritionist for quite some years now. I've also been a CrossFit coach in the past, just been involved in the whole fitness and wellness sphere in Toronto for quite some time. And through it all, I've learned a lot of really amazing, valuable life lessons, and I've come across some just awesome, cool people from all different industries, not just health and fitness, um, all walks of life with different experiences. And I just feel like there are so many conversations that I've had with people that I have wanted to record because there are things that people in society need to hear. So I figured I start off this entire podcast series with my own experience. So on my own, really just trying to set the tone for the rest of the podcast Um, but yeah things are gonna get vulnerable they're gonna get awkward humiliating a little obscure but that's just part of the human experience you know what I mean so uh, hopefully you can come here and learn a thing or two about health and wellness about something about yourself uh, and walk away just feeling more connected to other people and that you're not going through anything any experience on your own, that it is shared by a lot of people out there. So yeah, that's really my goal is to cultivate community and connection. But with this first episode, I wanted to talk about something that just was a little bit too long for social media. (laughs) You know, there's like limited characters that you can put in a caption. There's only 15 seconds to an Instagram story. I wanted to use this opportunity to really get deep. And talk about the hard to say shit or the things that require longer explanations or more context Um, if you're listening to this by now I'm probably just about to turn 27 my birthday is July 14th this episodes coming out on July 13th that wasn't a coincidence I wanted to come out because I wanted to really celebrate this year of getting older with this big project that I've been planning or working on for quite some time now and Turning 27 is probably the first time in my 20s that I felt like truly at home in who I am. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I love celebrating birthdays, not just my own, but I love celebrating other people's birthdays. I think it is such a gift to turn one year older. Not everybody is privileged or blessed enough to experience that. So when you do get to celebrate your birthday, I will be your biggest cheerleader. (laughs) I will be the biggest hype woman for you. And when it comes to myself, it really isn't about celebrating like me, but it's about celebrating with the people that I really love. So I love birthdays and I figured what better way to ring in a fucking birthday than with a podcast (laughs) called Booch Please. (laughs) All right, well, going back to what I was saying before, um, when I first turned 20 and 21, I... It was definitely scary, but at the time, I I was almost, like, happy to turn 21. Like, I, I was happy to be older. Like, some of the things I was doing at 21, like, I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out and clubbing. I was saving money. I was coaching CrossFit. I was able to command a room full of adults and teach them these, like, complex Olympic weightlifting movements. I was competing in CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting. I was um, part of this big community of CrossFitters in Toronto. And I just, I felt like I found my people. I was really proud of that. And I was living in like a condo on my own that I was paying for. So all of these things just made me feel like, Oh, like you're ahead, like you're doing well right now. But by the time 22, 23 rolled around, a lot of other people that age started to move out on their own, find their communities, do big shit. Like, accomplish awesome things so I started to feel like oh wow I'm not special like everybody else was able to do all these things all along and so ever since then I would say ever since 22 every single year I've gotten older in my 20s have just felt like I should probably have done more I could have been better I want to stand out in some way and so this year turning 27 is the first time in a long time where not only am I proud of the person that I'm becoming that I'm growing into but I'm also just like so okay with the fact that I'm an adult and there's no right answer to being an adult there's no like set of standards that you have to hit every single person's life is different so if you're someone out there and you're struggling with this idea of aging of needing to accomplish things by a certain age trust me you're not alone in that you're not crazy or pathetic for thinking that whatever age you're at right now you're living your life and so you get to have full say of what makes you happy what 27 28 29 35 55 85 should look like for you every single person is different and our job here isn't to live someone else's life really well it's to live our own lives really well some things that I thought I would have accomplished by by now at this point being 27 years old well first of all uh my mom had me when she was 27 and there is no fucking chance I am having a kid at least in the next 10 years if ever I I'm really not sold on the idea of having children in her culture 27 was old like you are getting up there in age like you better have a kid now before you're 30 that's too late kind of thing so she definitely felt a lot of pressure to have children and while i i don't feel pressure to have kids right now um it's definitely something that i think about like i kind of compare like wow her maturity level was like displayed in a different way than mine i think that's the perspective that i have now it's not that she's more mature than me just cuz she has a kid it's just that Our lives just manifested in such different ways. And we're both mature and able in our own right. Like I couldn't tell you how to change a diaper, but I could communicate my feelings much better than she did at 27. So we all just have our own strengths. But that's one thing that I always think about is like, a lot of people my age have kids, including my mom. That's when she had me. When I was younger, I thought that I would have been married by now, or at least on my way to a marriage, uh, just because that's what I thought being happy or being fulfilled entailed. Like if you were married, then you're for sure happy. Then you're for sure enjoying life and and living a fulfilling life. And right now, looking at that, the idea of marriage, again, is something that's so far away. And also, I've realized that I don't need to be married in order to be happy or fulfilled. That I'm actually the most happy and most fulfilled than I've ever been, than when I was in any relationship. I thought I wanted to have dogs at this point. Like last year, I definitely said 2020 is my year to get a dog, get a puppy. And trust me, I fucking love animals. I love dogs. But I recently got a kitten and there are a lot of fucking work. Like kittens are a lot of work. I can't even imagine puppies. Puppies are like 10 times that. So uh, I don't know. I'm reconsidering my dream of having multiple dogs at this point. (laughs) I also didn't think I would be um, so into traveling truly like I had a fear of flying when I was younger like when we were coming from China to Canada that was a long-ass flight and it made me really nervous and honestly I still experience a little bit of not fear of heights but just like what could go wrong when you're in a flying metal box in the sky you know uh, a lot of things could go wrong and so my mind can sometimes spiral um, but no truly I love traveling I think the reward of it of being immersed in culture of learning from different people is truly worth that taking that chance or that risk and stepping outside my comfort zone. It's such a metaphor for all the important things in your life. So anyway, today I wanted to talk about the seven lessons that I've learned in the last 27 years that really stand out and that's really led me to live a fulfilled and love-filled life. Um, I'm truly at a point in my life where I'm just grateful and fulfillment. And uh, I know that that's something that not everybody Out there is experiencing, and that is okay. I want you to know that I've been through the valleys where I felt so lost, I felt so depressed, and my mental health and my mental health journey is something going to be something that I talk about more on this podcast. But it's something that I've experienced on a soul crushing level like there were some dark, dark, dark times in my life, and the fact that I can sit here now and tell you that I'm happy to be aging to be growing older to be rising up to the challenge that comes with being older and all of that happened because of these seven lessons and I hope that this sets the tone for the rest of the podcast because I want it to be uplifting I not only do I want you to feel like you're not alone but I also want you to walk away feeling like you fucking got this everything in your life that you have now whether or not it's directly by your own volition happened because of you because you either were open to an opportunity or because you were the kind of person that attracted that opportunity and uh yeah it really this podcast is just one big pep talk (laughs) for for all of you guys at home and also of course I wanted to share some really valuable content that makes you think and helps you walk away feeling like more educated more empowered with knowledge that's the goal But without further ado, let's start with our first lesson. Not necessarily the most important, like these are in no order, Um, but the first one that I've learned, and that's something that I'm still learning repeatedly, is don't put anyone on a pedestal. We are all human. And this one I learned, especially in relationships, is my first instinct when when I date someone or when I meet someone, even in a professional setting, is I put them in. I put them on a pedestal. I make them more credible, more um, enough, or more worthy than I am. And that's not to say they're not more intelligent. Like they probably do have years of experience above me, or they are smarter in on a particular topic than me. But it's this idea that nobody is more worthy you are just because you're not at their level of intelligence or accomplishment or emotional intelligence or whatever it is doesn't make you less worthy you are your own person your worthiness is compared to yourself right and it is validated by yourself so yeah it it really is like so systemically built into us yeah that's that's really hard to learn I think once I've learned that my sense of self-worth and my relationship with food my motivation to excel in fitness in my career whatever it is really just skyrocketed because I didn't feel like I was feeding into this negative narrative about who I was like I am the same as everyone else I'm human I'm not perfect but I'm also not less than other people so the second lesson that I wanted to talk about is something that's incredibly um, gut-wrenching as a nutritionist it's something that I encounter on a regular basis it's a conversation that I have to have with a lot of my clients um, and it happens or a lot of people I think struggle with this idea um, and that is my body is the least interesting thing about me I've lived a full life. I've traveled to 30 countries. I'm 27. I found a core circle of friends that love me. For me, I've fixed my relationship with my parents. I've done a lot of hard, painful, emotional work. And so to have a number on the scale or a, a sizing on a pair of pants that used to fit me, to have these numbers that are arbitrary take all of the hard fucking work that I've done away from me and tell me that, you know, I'm less because I'm this size is bullshit. All the things that I've done in my life, all the qualities that I have tried to instill in myself, all the fucking work that I've done is not discounted by the fact that I am not a size double zero, right? And in the shape of my body, like we all have body parts. Like for me, I have these really broad gymnast shoulders that don't fit into any fucking shirt. Like if there's a shoulder seam on a shirt... It's, it doesn't fit me. And that to me used to really bother me. Like, what is wrong with me that my body looks like this? But um, again, that's the least interesting thing about, about us, right? Who we are as people, how we connect to other people, how empathetic we are and how much we care like these are more interesting things and if you're surrounded by people that only care about what your body looks like and find that to be more interesting than who you are as a person then you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak for rejection for feelings of not enough the third lesson that I've learned if I don't have health I have absolutely nothing honestly like I've worked so hard in the past I've, like, made good money. I've been a size two. I've, like, exercised day in and day out. I've, like, skipped meals or skipped social gatherings to look skinnier. I've dated hot people. I've traveled to beautiful places in the world. But anytime my mental and physical health weren't thriving, then none of the shit that I just listed fucking matters. None of that brings me any joy especially with the recent coronavirus lockdown, I think that's become very apparent for a lot of us, is when you take away the social validation or the need to be busy or the need to be somewhere, to be at different places, to, to show face, all of these things, when you take that away and you don't have mental health, you don't have a good sense of who you are, you don't know how to take care of yourself at the bottom of it all, then you have nothing. Then this life just feels meaningless and you feel apathetic then you feel detached then you feel alone and that is not worth it none of the things none of those good shiny flashy things that I've listed are worth it if that's the case all right next lesson I've honestly lost count of what number we're at (laughs) so for me if you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked then I am NOT fucking interested in your feedback That is a Brene Brown quote. She is a goddess sent from the heavens. And if you haven't read any Brene Brown books, you need to get on it. So this is a direct quote from Brene Brown from her book, Daring Greatly. A lot of cheap seats in the arena are filled with people who never venture onto the floor. They just hurl mean spirited criticisms and put downs from a safe distance. Therefore we need to be selective about the feedback we let into our lives. For me, If you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I am not interested in your feedback. That's how I fucking feel. That's truly a lesson I've had to learn. If you're empathetic, you're prone to other people's emotions and you're like a sponge sometimes like other people's thoughts, opinions, stances on things can really permeate you. and. I feel that way a lot of the time. Sometimes I value other people's opinions over my own. So I'm open-minded, I would say, to a fault. Sometimes there's a difference between open-minded and not trusting your own intuition. And I think I toe that line on a regular basis. And it's something that I'm working on. But for me, one thing that I've had to learn is I cannot fucking let just anybody into my space. You know, putting myself on social media, on YouTube, on a podcast is not easy. I'm talking about some things that I haven't fully worked out, some things that still have shame and guilt attached to it. What helps me is knowing that people that hurl mean insults at me on social media that tell me I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I'm wrong, I'm annoying, all of these things, these aren't people that are putting themselves on the line too. They're not taking a risk in an effort to make an impact on someone else's life they're people that are just on inter on the internet in those cheap seats hurling insults because it's safe and it makes them feel better about themselves and it fills their life up with the sense of false empowerment when the reality is the people that you should listen to are people that are also on the floor that are putting themselves out there taking risks and honing in on their craft and taking care of the people that are looking up to them are, are being good leaders those are the people that you fucking look out for if you're just a bystander and you don't have any stakes in your own life you're not taking risks you're not putting yourself out there you're not doing the things that you want to do you're not crushing your fears then I don't have any fucking time for you okay you can't get to me because I very lucky in that I've surrounded myself with people that, that are on the same trajectory as me, that have the same mission as me. Um, so yeah, that's something that I've learned. And trust me, when I was earlier in my twenties, when I was younger, I didn't learn that lesson yet. I listened to a lot of people. I let them shape my beliefs about myself, about the world. And I've said and done things that aren't authentically me that looking back now, I definitely regret I mean, regret's a weird word. I'm still trying to figure out my relationship with it. Um, I definitely hope, wish, I could go back and do some things, but I also recognize that they kind of led me to where I am now. But anyway, um, yeah, remember to only listen to the people that get it, that are also out on the floor. All right, next lesson. This one is great, especially for entrepreneurs, for people that work in teams that are in relationships, that are part of large communities, remember that nothing is personal. Nothing that anyone says or thinks of you is actually about you, all right? Just like nothing you think of someone else is really about them. We're all just mirrors for each other. So what I dislike about someone really says more about me Uh, and what I need to work on than it does about them. So how anyone sees you is really how they see themselves. If someone is abusive or rude or disrespectful to you, is because they lack the same respect or kindness or compassion for themselves. And for that reason, don't take anything personally. I think there's a difference between constructive feedback and personal attacks if someone is trying to offer you some feedback to help you get better, you'll know if it's coming from a loving place. You'll know. All right, this next one is real simple. Three words, go to therapy. I'm not fucking kidding, go to therapy. It's not weak, it's not pathetic, it's not sad. It is preventative. You get a B plus for going to therapy when shit hits the fan. You get an A-plus for going to therapy before shit hits the fan. <laughs> so, I mean, a good example, a good metaphor for this is you take your car into the mechanic for tune-ups and check-ups regularly. You don't only go when the car's broken down in the middle of a highway, right? That would be disastrous. That would take a lot of recon to like take care of that situation, to clear it up. You're inconveniencing a lot of people. You're hurting a lot of people along the way. Whereas you could have avoided all of that if you just went to therapy sooner. Uh, the reason why I love therapy is because it helps me see things from multiple angles. Um, and having someone like a therapist guide me through problems, ask me questions that I'm usually afraid to ask myself, or that I feel uncomfortable asking myself, or that I just don't have like the insightfulness to ask myself these really fucking help and having someone who doesn't give a shit about hurting your feelings or losing you as a friend or loved one is irreplaceable right a really common thing that I hear from people is why do I need to go to therapy I I, I can just talk to my best friend I can just talk to my partner I'll just talk to a sibling it's not the same you need someone who's objective you need someone who can tell you like it is without worrying about hurting your feelings and if you want to feel successful, happy, free, attractive, worthy, I can't emphasize enough how much therapy is required and I will link a few resources for therapy down below in the in the description. The last lesson from 27 years on earth is I can do it by myself but I don't have to. Community and connection makes everything in life more fun. It's very valuable to enjoy your own company and be independent of other people. Um, I think it's an incredible asset when you're able to develop that confidence to grow and conquer your fears by yourself. And I feel like I really was able to experience that through traveling so much in the last two years by myself. And that should be a prerequisite to living your life. But once you get there, trust me, you're gonna be able to enjoy your friendships and community so much more having that sense of security within yourself, not needing external validation because you don't need them out of necessity. You just want them to be there. You're choosing, you're participating. You're it's not like a control thing. It's just that you could do without them, but it's better life is better with them around. Codependency is just a miserable, miserable thing. Whereas mutual appreciation, that's the nectar of life. When you can connect with someone over something as small as like how you take your coffee or do you drink kombucha or not like these are things that I've witnessed over and over again that camaraderie is what makes life meaningful it makes us feel like we matter it makes us feel like we're good enough to be loved by someone to be around people that are also good right all right those are my seven lessons for 27 I can't believe I'm 27 but at the same time I can believe it and I'm really glad I am 27 they say 27 is the year that Saturn returns this is like the start of from 27 to 30 is like the start of some big lessons being learned we'll fucking see what that means I don't know what's in store for me all I know is that in this very moment I'm very grateful very happy that you're listening to this podcast and I hope you've resonated with some of the things that I said I can't wait to show you other episodes like please make sure you listen to the other ones Um, these are some of my favorite people on earth and I just wanted to share them with you Uh, I'm sure if you look closely in your own life that there are people that you have incredibly interesting conversations with as well so always feel free to write me to share those conversations or request topics or comment with your own experience that is what makes my heart sing that's the whole reason why I'm doing this So what I'm working on in the next three years for my Saturn returns from 27 to 30, oh, 30 is is an interesting uh, number too, (laughs) I definitely want to keep working on becoming a better nutritionist. I want to build broad spectrum immersive experiences in nutrition and wellness. I want people to come to my events or come to a workshop or work with me one-on-one and just feel illuminated in their life in the ways that nutrition can really just elevate everything that they're doing and feeling and help them live that life that they just fucking know they deserve you know just be that person you why not you why not uh and lastly i definitely want to keep traveling (laughs) next on my list is portugal i probably want to head to germany at some point go back to iceland uh back to israel oh god i love israel And I want to go to Japan. I think it's coming. I think 2021, those uh, five places are top of my list. And uh, if you guys have any like travel recommendations for these places, you know where to find me. That's below in the description. (laughs) All right, well, that's all I have for today. Again, enjoy this podcast series and make it your own if you have requests or recommendations or people that you want me to interview. I'm all ears and oh uh don't forget to follow me on instagram at kombucha.mommy uh you can also find me on youtube now it's under corinne chen and of course podcast instagram needs to be followed that's booch please podcast on ig hit that follow button give this one a five-star review do your girl a favor we're just trying to grow it here all right see you in the next one bye for real